good morning or good afternoon from wherever you are. We are currently looking at the sunset and eating oysters and drinking wine as we should be on a Sunday. Uh, welcome to Apero Talks um, as we are doing it at this quintessential time of the day. Um, it's not coffee in our hands, but wine. Today we're drinking a beautiful Chablis from France uh, that pairs well with the oysters that we have in front of us. Mm. Um, my name is Roxanne. And I am here with the marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Marta. Well, hello, hello. How are you today, Roxanne? Listen, it's been a hectic week. It has been, but it's been a sunny week, which it's is much welcome after the shitty, shitty, shitty days we've had beforehand. Oh, God. A week ago, it was minus 10 degrees and there was snow. I bought Timberland boots. <laughs> I, no, no, this is like the worst buy I've done this year. And granted, we're only two months in, but I just didn't want to die on the roads. Oh. So I was like, okay, well, let me buy a pair of Timberland boots. They arrived two days later. I wore them for two days. They are so heavy. I walk like a duck. It took me, it took me an hour to get anywhere and then suddenly the, the sun came out it was 18 degrees i, I was so angry i know well angry but not angry i mean you know now I you know. can wear your cool converse as well so it, it works it I works, know, it works, it works. Out and then. so tell me a little bit about yourself uh roxanne so we can introduce our little podcast here and who we are to uh to our followers to our listeners so i am at the start of my career I actually had an interview this week, um, which we can talk about. We'll talk about it for sure. Um, I have lived quite a few places in the world. I am half Persian, half Danish, born in Paris. So that Parisian attitude has come to me through life. <laughs> but then you grew up in where? In in, in Delhi. I, so the chaotic part of you is also in tune. And Istanbul. I, and I did live in Tehran. I was in boarding school. As well, but that was, yeah, we can talk about it a little bit later because (laughs) (laughs) before they kicked you out, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And yeah, and I go back and forth to Cape Town, so yeah, that's me, you. Well, I'm Marta. I, on the other hand, am Polish-American, not at the start of my career. I think I'm a very good 12 years in, fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, <laughs> but, uh, but I feel 25 in, in spirit. So, so it's You all... look 25 as well. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> These compliments I take, I take. Um, so here we are. And, and so what was the idea behind this, uh, Rox? Well, I think being in lockdown and everyone in the same desperation to get out of here um we decided that it would be a good idea to have a talk about current affairs and you know the the struggles of being women men whatnot um in this world transgenders as well uh there's such a social there was such a social upheaval in 2020 with the Black Lives Matter movement, the Trump administration, the, you know, the LGBTQ rights coming in, which really saw a community, I mean, like, like a, globally, the effort to stay inside to protect everyone, but to come out of our shells mm. is, was fantastic. And I think that, you know, these are topics that need to be discussed. They're topics that people want to hear. And this is why we're here. And also, I find ourselves hilarious. So. I, I, I think we are hilarious and we want to share with the world. That's for sure. And I agree with you. I think, you know, I think this last year has been a year of transition for, for everyone in, in their own right. But I think, um, you know, because we've gotten so bored of the normal that we maybe lost what, you know, what a conversation should be because, you know, every day is the same thing. 
Um, but there are conversations that are being held. And I think, you know, with these tools at our hands, our little smartphones, we're able to connect to different people. And maybe they're also having, you know, these thoughts about all these different current events and all these issues, but also being people in this reality. And, and this is a great opportunity just to, you know, to get out there and, and, and get our message across and maybe build conversations. You know, we welcome that. We want that. You know, I think, you know, you and I are hilarious, but we could be more hilarious all together. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i um no i'm actually quite excited and this is the first one so i'm quite excited to see where this goes oh, so here we go here we go let's go for it so this week what a week for both of us yeah uh interviews the launch of the podcast oh. the sunny weather the not sunny weather it's true um i want to hear all about this new interview of yours i want to hear how it's going on tell us tell us tell us well it was very, it was very like, okay, today you have to send in your CV. Do you have time for a call? I was not ready for this call. <laughs> I was not ready for this call. And then a, a written test and whatnot. And, you know, being in Europe and being part of, you know, public affairs and communication and networking and whatnot, it is just so hard to have done this interview Digitally. Digitally. I mean, I'm coming into a world where it's not it's not physical anymore. It is virtual. Yeah. And it's just so overwhelming and quite sad actually. But you know, as they as they say in parts of the world, inshallah, it will get better. <laughs> well, of course. But uh, do you think you know, even though you were doing it all virtually, that they got the full Roxanne experience, or do you think? Do you think that it, it, it's difficult? Because I can imagine, you know, I, I, I am now dealing with digital, but when I was starting off, it was very much, you know, you are invited for the interview in two days' time. You have the time to prepare. You enter. You see how the people are reacting to what you're saying. You see the facial expressions. If someone is bored or if someone's excited about what you're saying. So you could read the person. So you're able to re really build a dynamic. But I guess with... A screen in front of you it, it 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 makes it far more difficult especially it's because people you don't know how, how did you how was it for you well going on to the question did they get the full roxanne experience absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i mean because there's such a presence in the room that's for sure <laughs> oh god i was a hot mess i was a hot mess presence i mean i come in and i send my cv and everything just happened so fast i didn't get my hair done i mean like you know whatever like you know messy hair whatever but i i, I look like the crazy scientist i mean I, I mean i have poofy curly hair originally so it was just a mess and i mean thank god i wake up in the mornings and i say to myself i'm gonna put on a shirt and i'm gonna do this because that's I'm how like, you roll that's how you i mean it's my style that's my jam but like you've seen me half of this week yeah. as well yeah. I could have been in my underwear like no bra no nothing like it was it, it was terrifying and my body is so stupid that <laughs> it was only after the fact that I started trembling and stressing and whatnot. I mean it's a good 
time. Yeah, because maybe you didn't have to, you didn't have the time to overthink it, which might be also a good thing because, you know, sometimes we stress so much about something we over prepare. You know, I remember one of my, when I was starting off in my career and, you know, you want everything to be perfect and all the, you know, uh, little memos that you write for, for your managers, you want them to, to sound good as well. And I remember my, my boss telling me at the time, Marta, Perfection is the enemy of the good, you know? Yeah. And it's true, we lose a lot of time and, and energy, I think, trying to make things perfect, when in reality, time is money. <laughs> but how much time have we had this, these, these past years now? It's true, it's true. We've had a lot of time. We've had a lot of time. Um, but, you know, you, you know what was actually quite interesting was the, the fact that you could see see how fed up these people are as well you know because for me it's I, I've been trying to look for a job for you know for this past year um and for me it was something new and exciting yeah but for them they're fed up you can see it they're exhausted there was like you know this certain desperation in their eyes like we are still here and people want to go out people want to get dressed up I mean regardless of who you are, you know, uh, regardless of like a man, woman, transgender, it's, you want to put on a nice suit and you want to, you know, take name and kick ass. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I got to tell you that in my experience, also being in public affairs and, and really focusing on government affairs, working with uh, different uh, European governments, it's, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. I think, you know, for the relationships that were already established for me, it was easy to maintain because they know me. They know me. They know Marta. They know what I bring to the game. But for those new contacts, you know, they don't get the little small talk in the elevator as we're going up to the meeting. They don't get the little, you know, smile or the presence that, you know, I... I, I give or anyone else can give, you know, when they're face to face. And you're a bit of a force of nature, let's say. So, <laughs> so they don't get that. They don't get that. And so I have to say, building relationships, new relationships over Zoom, FaceTime or whatever uh, the, the platform was, is, is, is certainly a struggle. And I think, and I think, uh, and I think we're all fatigued with it because, you know, I'm in meetings that are lasting three hours that could be done in 15, 20 minutes for sure. If it was face to face. Yeah, of course. And then you're just sitting in front of your laptop all day. And that's not what our job was. Our job was really like going from one place to the other. And, and that's you know, where we excel. We excel in this world where we can, you know, come in and show ourselves and be a presence in the room. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's not really a job for introverts. You need to have this, this extroverted presence. Yes, but, you know, I, I, I agree. And, but, you know, I guess for me the big challenge was then is since I cannot use those skills to that extent because I'm locked here behind my laptop. And we know how, how good you are electronically. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not me. Clearly the laptop, it's, not, it's certainly not, that, not me. It's, and my camera for some strange reason. I think I look good when I'm looking in the mirror and then I turn on the camera and I just, I, I don't recognize myself. And I think about these people like, oh my God, what are they looking at? <laughs> but you know what 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 was a struggle for me is how do I stay relevant you know my job was waking up in the morning taking an airplane flying to the capital having those meetings with the relevant officials to negotiate whatever my company needed flying back and doing the same thing over again and now all of a sudden that aspect is gone that also took up a lot of my time just the travel time and imagine how okay I'm now here and have my laptop okay I've had the meeting this and that 
am I still relevant? What, what else can I do? And I think a lot of people were struggling with that, you know, how to, how to find their little self. And despite of what you do, not only public affairs, government affairs, but in any job, you know, how do I become relevant, you know, in this new reality? So it's, 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 you know, I understand for you, it's something new. You're coming into this new reality and you should take it. I pass the baton over to you. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I am up because as you're fed up from sitting and not doing anything i'm fed up after four years of travel and i will do it i mean you, you know you, i mean what is what was good at the start of lockdown i mean i mean good no people were were trying to become more sustainable yeah and you know this week on this week horror news david attenborough came out saying that we have passed the point of no return mm. so what do we do now as citizens, as government, to try and not make the weakest in society suffer? Yeah. Because they are the per- first people that are going to suffer. And, you know, we've just come to this point that it was great at the start of lockdown because people were really thinking about what they were going to do. Yeah, I know, Roxanne. I, I think you're right, for sure. But, you know, there's a saying, uh, you know, don't compare yourself to the children starving in Africa, but don't forget about them either, you know? And that's that's what I'm trying to say is, I think, I think in the beginning of a year ago, there was this moment of reflection and it was business, policy, make, it was everybody kind of standing still, stuck at home and thinking, okay, maybe we should run our businesses more more sustainably maybe we should be really thinking about what's important in life and then one year later i tell you you know everyone wanted to jump off the rat race once the gates <laughs> open everyone <laughs> ran 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 and they ran to catch up or even go further so that they're not forgotten in the society you know and 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 i think you know do i believe honestly in that time i was thinking yes maybe things will change one year later no i think people are so hungry and i think people just just money and just business runs the world at the end of the day. And, um, and I think that won't change. Actually, I really believe that won't change. But that doesn't mean that... You're hopeful. You're hopeful. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I think that doesn't mean that we individually shouldn't be reflecting on our lives and our little footprint that we are, we are building in our lives. I tell you, for me, for four years, I was on a plane every other day. This is not a joke, you know, waking up at four in the morning, coming, going, taking the flight, coming back and doing it all over again in a different capital of Europe. Do I want that? I probably don't want that because I see that the reality is that it wasn't sustainable. But uh, but at the same time, you I know, also want to slow down as well. I mean, yeah, for I mean, sure, for sure, for sure. I think we come in different. You know, these are different. You know, you're you're we're ten years apart. You know, I think you know it. It comes with time and age, and I think it comes with you know different things that that are important to us in life that we shouldn't forget. And that was a good reflection piece for me. Like, what do I really want? Because when you're in that rat race, you're focused. You think it's normal. But then when you're kind of, after a little bit, you get out of it, you start thinking, oh, maybe maybe this is not so normal, you know? And maybe there are other things that are making me happy. So what I'm just trying to say is that we shouldn't just define ourselves with, 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 with our jobs, right? There's more to life. Now, <laughs> how was lockdown for you the first one because now we've we're we are at like lockdown number 23 um, <laughs> and like you know i like literally they can fuck off at this point because i can't stand it anymore but like were you on these apps 
Were you on house party? Were you? Oh my god, I remember house party. A little bit, a little bit, but I couldn't get used to a house party. But I mean, I was constantly drinking online. You know, no, I mean, but, but that was the whole thing. It was everyone was on like house party, and and I remember the notifications. Everyone, every time someone yes, entered, yes, yes. you would see someone was in the house. Yeah, and it was very exciting at first. Yeah, but then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I was getting more drunk behind my phone by myself <laughs> than I would be at, you know, a bar or a club because there was literally no cap because I didn't have to pay. <laughs> I didn't have to pay the 12 euros if I wanted a really good glass of white wine or the three euro You beers. had the bottle in front of you. <laughs> we had the bottles in front of us. We had the cans and, you know, you buy a six pack and, you know, mm. oh, let's like that because, because you know, as also the thing is that people were so scared yes. to go out because yes. people didn't know. Yes. So what would happen? You would buy your six pack, you would buy your six bottles of wine like that. You didn't have to go and you would do your provisions for the week. But with these apps, the provisions were gone after two days. <laughs> and the snacks and that the come snacks. along with it. Um, but, you know, what what is interesting is that these, well, maybe not a house party particularly, but it paved the way to have, you know, things like Clubhouse and other apps that, you know, the slogan at first was, be distant but stay connected because you know we all had to do it but it paved the way to have you know these great applications and great resources and you know we're probably not the only ones that thought about you know or or like no salt because it's in the future now because we've done we're doing our first one but to create podcasts yeah to get people involved and also stay connected yeah but virtually yeah and you know people people crave the physical the physical return that's you know, that you would get like mentally when you talk to someone and doing, you know, I have to do the, we have to do the best with what we have. And and I just think it's so fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I found myself since I've also lived in different parts of the world and most of my friends are scattered around and we're all busy. You know, most of my friends have children, family, it's hard to always stay connected. So we would organize trips from once uh, every time, you know, once in a while we would meet here in Mallorca or here in Ibiza just to just to be together. Um, I think what what um, what lockdown proved to us is that actually we, we can be connected all the time. And I actually connected with so many of my girlfriends from childhood that we're all at home sitting um, in different parts of the world through through different apps and we were able to have conversations and we realized wow the world is quite small that that for sure i have to say that for me you know um i think for me the biggest struggle was the uncertainty you know i think regardless if you were living alone and couples in a family with family whoever you were um the fact that in the beginning i think everyone was playing house i think in the beginning it was like a staycation oh my god we have these two weeks we don't have to go to the office. We don't have to travel anywhere. Let's live it up. Having breakfast together, lunches <laughs> together, coffees, being friendly with one another. And you think it's going to come to an end and it doesn't. And I think, you know, it kept on prolonging and prolonging. And I think that's when, you know, that's when anxiety kicked in. And actually, that for, now I'm speaking personally, the fact that there was uncertainty made me anxious because I started realizing oh shit, this is not finishing there. It's, it's continuing. You see what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen next. You see that more people are getting ill, fluctuations. Governments absolutely had no idea what they were doing. And they still don't. I read, an, well, article that, I read an article this week. The Belgian government 
decided to not decide anything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, God bless. If if I had to do that with with my life, deciding to not decide, absolutely. I would. I don't know where I would. I would be, but you know, I would probably be very dumb and and very happy. <laughs> but I think you know that's what caused a lot of frustration. The fact that. You know, we were not prepared for it. That's for but sure. But it was also the promises. It was yeah. the promises that it will be done point. in two weeks, and then it would be done in a month, and that we would have our summers. And now look at Europe. Most of Europe, the borders are closed. Absolutely. And we 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 feel. I mean, I mean, it's a good it's a good term that they gave us, but we feel confined. We feel, you know, and there's the curfews as well, yeah. and there's this and there's that, and you know, today. We were walking around, and it was like if 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 it didn't like if it didn't matter exactly. I mean, exactly. we were about to get killed walking today. <laughs> because it's Sunday and we. Oh, God, God bless God's day, huh? Because <laughs> hey, listen, I think I think people are frustrated. I think you know what what I think I'm kind of reflecting upon is that. I don't see that any that okay maybe to some extent the measures are working because you know we 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 seem to be you know uh, not going up or down well now a little bit up but um, when there were no measures in place there was the what they were saying the dizium vague now the twasium vague the third way fourth way God knows what but um, I think people as this continues to go on there's no end are getting frustrated they want to live their life it's finally sunny after a shitty winter where it was really really cold and there was snow um and and exactly and and so i think um you know they really need to roll out this uh, vaccine quicker and they need to get their act together because if not i just i saw on the news today in different countries in europe that you know people are protesting even in in your denmark um in my denmark i haven't been back in years (laughs) so so well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, people are fed up. I think I'm fed up. I'm personally, I crave to travel. I crave to travel. I want, I want, I want my life back. You know, maybe not to the same extent. I, there are some things that I've taken out of uh, out of uh, this time of reflection, <laughs> but I think you know, in, in theory, I think we all just want to go out and have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, considering how much I've drank in this past year, it's <laughs> outside, it's, not in your house by yourself. <laughs> I'm not. It was it was ridiculous. Bringing the phones to the glass and the glass to the phones and going chin chin, and then you get completely wasted, just wasted by yourself. It was, it was, it was just too much, and um, and it still remains too much. I mean, like, I mean, you know, I I, I was listening into a live conversation. Uh, with two journalists that I, I really admire and you know when when the first one asked like how are you the second one answered I'm not well but we are well in the circumstances we you know alhamdulillah you know we, we we've we haven't I mean we have been affected in certain ways but not to the extent that we personally have suffered from COVID, like we haven't caught it, yeah, like thank absolutely, God. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, but, and our problems are certainly first world. I think they're first world. But so that's why, that's how I want to, like, I kind of want to segue into something that you said before. Don't forget this, uh, like, don't compare yourself to the starving children in Africa, but don't forget them. And I think that's very true in the way that, you know, it's, you know, it was a horror term growing up. Because it's not only Africa. You see it in Asia. You see it. You see it in most third world countries. But what was shocking 
Mm. And you being half American yeah. is when you saw it in, in the States and you're still seeing it in the States. And yeah. I mean, tell me about it because I, you know, I haven't been to the States in years, so I don't have, you know, that connection with it. But yeah. how, how, how is it for you? I think, you know, I think this is a hard topic because I think I, when I was living in the US, it was very much... I didn't notice a lot of these issues. I mean, let's be honest. I am a white girl living... With blue eyes. They're green. Thank you very much. Excuse me. Well, it depends what I wear. It depends what I wear. It's all just true. Um, but, um, you know, living in a very privileged uh, situation because I, I grew up in a very nice suburban neighborhood. I, I, I went to great schools. And so I never was really um, having to deal with this. Or, I, or even, I was oblivious to a lot of facts. Of course, racism uh, exists and there's segregation. And it's easier for white um, people like me uh, than it is of people of different, uh, different ethnicities, not only African-Americans, you know. Um, and I think, you know... But we have a dear friend that's also Mexican. Yeah, and she told me, and she told me, my dear, she said, Marta, you keep your mouth shut because you don't know. You never had to deal with prejudice. You never had to deal with a lot of these issues that people have to deal with. And, and it's true. And I'm the first one. I am the first one to admit how lucky I am and, and how privileged I am. Um, and things just came easy the way they should have, you know, in a, in a working system. Yeah. Um, it's 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 tough and i think a lot of what I, why i bring this up is because i think a lot of people were oblivious you know and i think i have a very good other friend who lives in the us and she's a, one of these suburban moms driving a big suv wearing her yoga pants and yeah and she's like you know if you ask any of the moms living in that neighborhood about if they're racist of course they're going to say no 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 but they the first day that a black family moves in on the block they're all going to be behind the scenes like oh my god who are they why are they moving here who are their kids oh what is this going to mean is our real estate property going to go down because these are the conversations that are ongoing unfortunately you know and and i think um i think in the u.s there is a lot of People feel forgotten. I think that's what it is. I think. I mean, I mean, when you look at when you look at the Trump administration, like saying, I mean, we're the first ones to testify that yeah, you know, we we don't support at all what what was happening there, and you know, the glass ceiling being broken by Kamala Harris, yeah, uh, Madam Vice President, excuse mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. and you know the Biden administration that come that mm -hmm. came in, but Trump had such a like he did such a marvelous job when it came to bringing back the forgotten America in a yeah. sense. Yeah, well, his whole, you know, if you, if you think the about it. Belt. The, yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, it's all about divide and conquer. And I think he divided America very, very well. Um, but exactly, because if you think about it, in, in the America that my parents arrived to being immigrants from, 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 from Poland, um, you know, there was this American dream. There was this thing in the 80s and 90s. If you work hard, if, you, if, you, if you're clever, you can... You can you can make it, you know, and and not only for immigrants coming, but also for for Americans, you could live in Detroit and you could be in a Ford assembly line, and you made enough money to put food on the table you to live an honest living. You made an honest living. You supported your family, and you had two cars in the driveway, and that's what Americans, middle class America, was used to. And then the assembly lines move where to China to Mexico. So of course the rhetoric that Trump was um, was was shouting, in fact, and tweeting out 
resonated with a lot of people and they feel forgotten. They feel pissed off and they believed that he would bring the dream back. And I think what even frustrated them more, and of course, you know, you never want to blame yourself. It's always easier to blame someone else, right? And that's not only in the U.S., that's everywhere. I mean, every human and that's being, why you want to stroke your ego at and one that's point. Why, and that's why populism works. Um, you know, uh, I, think, I think that's why he, he, did, he did have a lot of supporters. Um, so for me, I, I tell you, it, it's a forgotten America. And for Kamala, I, I truly think she's, a, she's got a... She, this is great. I'm a big supporter. I think she's, she's great. She wears sneakers and, and, and suits like me. So <laughs> yeah, but she's, she's got she's, style. She's, re, she's really the definition right now of taking names and kicking ass. Uh, 100%. She is, she is that. She's that. And she's got a beautiful smile while she's doing it. And, 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 and that, that counts. And, and a that great counts. laugh. A loud laugh like ours. <laughs> that counts. Exactly. But, but I would just like to say that, yeah. And I think that's, that, that's what's happened. And I think they've got a lot of work ahead of them to ensure that those forgotten people that Trump didn't forget about but, feel a part of the story that they're going to try to create. But, you know, he, he promoted it. He, he, he promoted them. But in the backlash of that, mm. he united so many people that, uh, you know, they, you, you wouldn't believe that they would be united if it was any other circumstance. But he united so many of us, you know, he, to overthrow yeah. this, this rhetoric and this, and this, this idea of, America first. Yeah. We, we we cannot in a globalized world and you know we you work in technology and whatnot, but we cannot live like that anymore. We no. need to think about everyone yeah. and everything. And we're all connected. But these people don't understand how economics work and how things you know, how yeah. we're all dependent on each other. But you know, I I listen, I as a young, well, not so young, but young still. <laughs> you, you look 25 and you act 25, so thank you might you, as well be 25. You, thank you so much. But, you know, as, as a young person, a young also American that couldn't work in the U.S., I, I have no desire to be there right now. Also, because perhaps if I did live in New York and Chicago or in D.C. and was doing my same job, I would be earning more money and paying less tax. But I don't have that social security net that I have in Europe. You know, and, and exactly. And I think that during this pandemic, this is what for me was most striking in the U.S. You're fucked. If you lose your job, you're, you're you know, you are forgotten. And I think that's that's what's that that's that's the way I see things. But um, but yeah, I mean, let, there's hope. There's always hope, you know, hope dies hope. last. So there's always hope. There's always hope. hope. And there's that. always a conversation to be had. And the more conversations that we have, the further we will go. And mm. I think this was. This was this was one of our first conversations that I think went really really well. But well, I think so too. I hope that people will want to listen in and yeah. and follow us and maybe you know write to us to tell us maybe you know the we, guys you should talk about this or invite someone you know. In um, fact, we have a guest. We have a guest because we have we have people all from all walks of life. It's true. So next week. Give an introduction. My dear, dear, dear friend Natalia, who is a doctor, um, will be speaking about health tech and how it's evolving and it's the future. And in this current kind of context is really something that we should be thinking about. But most importantly, our Apero talks are not just about talking. They're also about drinking. They're, they are about drinking. <laughs> I mean, I mean so, what a reputation we're going to have. <laughs> but, so today we've got a Shabdi. What are we drinking next week, uh, Rox? What are you going to... What, what are you suggesting? So I read about 
in going down a rabbit hole late <laughs> at night, I read about a drink called Dancing with the Devil. Ooh. So, you know, reading, reading the ingredients, there was a lot of alcohol. So at this point, I don't know if we're dancing with the devil or if we are selling our soul to the devil. <laughs> but I can tell you after a few of those, I am selling to the lowest bidder. Like, I am there. But guys, if you enjoyed it, please you know, send us a message on Instagram, slide into our DMs, like the young people like to say, um, or, you know, send us an email, uh, aperotalks at gmail.com. Can't believe that that exists, but we got it. Exactly. Um, and follow us on Instagram, aperotalks at, uh, well, no, it's actually aperotalks. That's it. That's <laughs> it. With a cute little icon. With a cute little <laughs> icon. But yeah, thank you so much for joining and tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye.